straight off the bat, we've got an announcement to make. We've changed the name for the podcast. Definitely. You know, Reliability Gang is almost trending in LinkedIn nowadays. It's going mental. It's going crazy. So we had to associate the name to the podcast. We got to. Definitely. Because you guys are part of the Reliability Gang. We're all a community in, we're all in this together. And um, I feel like the community has, you know, supported us. We want to support the community. And what an incredible buzz we got going around this community right now. I know. It's just going mental. If only we, like, we're having to really manage our time because we want to be able to deliver these, aren't we? And it's it's, it's a massive balancing act, but it's so great to be back and uh, chatting with you guys. And We're just very grateful, I think. We're very grateful to be able to be doing the things we're doing because we're, you know, we're learning a lot as well on our journey. Um, and in terms of business growth, I think Maintain has actually nearly doubled in size since Will came on. So, you know, just to give you an overview of like, how crazy this has been in such a short period of time that, you know, COVID was only last year, really, wasn't it? Yeah. And at that point, you know, literally all of my customer base had completely said, you're not coming on site. Yeah. So I kind of went from the anxiety of thinking, oh my God, is my business disintegrating in time? What's going to happen? To then three months later, then opening back up again in terms of obviously being able to provide really crucial reliability services to to a lot of the industry that, you know, was so reliant on at the yeah. time, the food industry and a lot, a lot of things. And obviously, from that point will came on like literally two months after that and from there it's just been this ridiculous incline of craziness and um it's all a blur to me right now it's crazy and like obviously we've got this now following with you guys and the reliability gang and building this community which is why we're also working really closely with the likes of Paige and kim at mobius shout out to you hello guys, guys. how you keeping hope you hope, you, hope you're well Paige and, and kim. you know working with all the guys there at mobius connect which if you guys are listening and you haven't signed up for go right ahead because it's another great place to ask questions with that is yeah i think i think it's a it's, it's a hidden gem that i think that's going to grow matt that's going to be huge in the future um, but yeah, it'll be great for you guys to check that out. What we'll do, we'll post some com- we'll post some links actually in the description yeah. of this, so you can go but sign up. Building well. this reliability gang, I mean, one of the things we're now working on is it some merchandise, some hats, and just some cool stuff that we can give back and give you guys the opportunity to have to really show that you are part of this gang because yeah. you're focused in uh, wanting to do better in reliability. Like I think we so. I think it's like a passion, isn't it? I think we all within this community, I, I just love it because. I can feel the passion when people post about what they post. And I, I know exact, the exact feeling, you yeah. know, when someone finds something or, or improves reliability or makes something better, I know how they feel because it, it's an incredible feeling. And I think that's the feeling that we're all kind of striving to get, you know what I mean, without yeah. out of this. And it's very hard to describe how nice that is when you are able to be able to implement better practices and better reliability and improve something and make something better for the future for reliability and you know the just cause of doing it in terms of saving energy or you know saving production and be able to create more of an efficient you know production in terms of the UK or or the or or the whole world you know internationally as well definitely because if we can constantly strive towards reducing downtime saving costs reducing the environmental impact from constantly changing stuff out or yeah. putting using thermography all these different condition monitoring techniques now that it are just it it goes beyond the just oh we're just trying to stop downtime it, it is it, it's it, a lot it, bigger, bigger than, than that, that isn't it yeah. the the picture i think initially even when i started first doing this for the previous company was that was the aim and for me it was very quick that i wanted to actually there's more to this um but unfortunately the company wouldn't allow me to be able to implement that. So that obviously for me kind of created a horrible, like, okay, I can't do what I need to do. And obviously, you know, we're here. We started the business to do that. I think businesses, 
have had to change, haven't they? Ultimately, especially with COVID and stuff, it's no you can't they can't suffer the losses of machine failings and and the losses of air leaks and stuff. So they have to take a more you know years ago that was acceptable then. It, it was because I don't think the technology was easily available no and you know the, the cost of these services were probably a lot more because obviously the equipment was a hell of a lot more um yeah. nowadays I mean, equipment... it was new technology then wasn't it now it's time served it, it's yeah. been around for a long time people understand it don't they people kind of know and aware that it's there hence why obviously demand and, and that all, all we try and do is try and make that simple to understand and well we're just conversions like, we, we basically interpreters we, aren't we? Yeah, we we are we are we are the the, the people that take that data and convert it into reliability actions and implementations. And uh, generally it, we find massive success from that, don't we? Cause we love doing it as well. So today podcast, we're going to talk about, we, we're not going to go deep into asset management and RCM. We're going to go we're really touch from on the surface. Yeah. We're we? touching the surface. I don't want to make this into, Oh, there's loads of different techniques. What we're going to do is talk from our experiences and try to, you know, explain why it is important and how, it can really complement a condition monitoring program as well in terms of what we do. Definitely. That's exactly what I was going to say, how it complements the two. Because what we find, don't we, sometimes we'll go to a customer and they'll just be like, we need vibration analysis or we need this doing. And you come in and there's a lot of groundwork that I think can be done beforehand yeah. that ma- will make that more successful. It works. It, it gets it's always going to work. It's always going to work. It? Gonna work yeah. Going straight in with the vibration analysis, but sometimes we we taking... almost do like a little bit of RCM along the way, don't we? Have to. we have to because it's we like, well, to... what, what do we monitor this gearbox or this one? Like we we kind of we kind of need to get a bit well, of an idea what's critical initially, don't we? You know, yeah. What I mean? And what ends up happening, we end up doing that for our own benefit. Of course, yeah. They never the, the business generally never sees <laughs> no. that benefit. I mean, but... how many times will have you? I mean, you, you'll know as well. Like you've gone to a customer, and we've kind of done that so we can understand exactly what the score is, but. How many times have, have they carried on their well, processes without actually implementing it from a top level that's with it. all of their assets? And often with us, you know, we're there to do a vibration analysis survey. So we can we can only do so much of our time taken to do that. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, our priority is obviously collecting data and interpreting it and then giving a, a condition on, on what it. we're finding. So there's obviously a little bit that we do do in between that. But as well, you know, in terms of uh, there's a lot of implications as well, you know, when it's not done, is that on a health and safety point of view, oh, massive. For, for isolations can be a nightmare, well, can't it? Well, we, we, we had it with one of our customers. We're now working with them on their asset management strategy because ultimately they didn't when we were saying to them we were setting up the condition monitoring route for vibration analysis and we were going around and we were saying so guys what's this fan then and then you'd be like oh that's this fan and then someone else would be like oh no that's this fan and then i'm like guys can <laughs> someone just tell me like... what fan this is and the yeah. problem then is 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 there isn't any traceability to then say okay well say we were doing a fan balance on it say we picked up an issue how, how do i confidently know that the isolation that has taken place has been done on that that fan no because if there's three different names or three different potential names for a particular fan um that fan name may be different That's to someone it. else's and, fan and name. because often with some of the customers we go to especially some of the plants that are older you've got Bob that's been there 40 years well he calls it fan blah de blah and then what the apprentice he calls it this and the next they're, they're yeah all... it's it's a, it's a subjective thing because really that asset hasn't got a specific identification yeah and I think that is you know so important isn't it to be able to say right that asset is exactly that asset because how many times as well have we done a, a, a vibration survey 
and you know we've kind of signified what we think the asset name is yeah. but to obviously the engineer and manager they may feel it is a different name or and how many times have something been changed off the basis of just getting the name wrong i know how painful I know. how how how, and, how and ridiculously that, painful all, all what we're talking about now is is understanding your plant register what equipment do you have on plant whereabouts it's located and the information regarding it and and those things that can be really they don't have to be complex well, I, don't, I don't think it is complex i just feel like there's if you have a lot of assets it's just time based isn't it you know, yeah it's going to take time for you to actually go through what you have yeah. how have you set the cmms system up and as well we'll know as well because if the cmms system has been set up poorly before they may not even have a cms system. well may not yeah we've seen uh, the, that as but well the, the basics but that's sometimes a good thing yeah because it allows you a fresh yeah start. It's, you know how many times have we been in places where they've kind of started something and what for whatever reason the numbering system doesn't really make a lot of sense but yeah. because they've already inputted a, a large amount of assets through this yeah. numbering system would you go back I mean, the work involved uh, it, it depends, is quite, quite. It quite depends on how lot, far they've gone with it. From my experience, it, it, if they've gone down to the point and they've started labelling off all the assets, what, what did they previously do at your company? Will in terms of asset coding, was, well, it, was it a good system? Did it work? I, what, I, what, what, I, what did I, it? I, I felt it was a good system, but there's. I don't think the way you asset code things. I think that there is, um, not necessarily a. That's the exact correct way you have to do it. Like I've seen a lot time. of different ways. I think there's lots of different ways of doing it, and it all depends on a few things: the size of the plant, how many assets yeah. there are to register, how many areas, as how well. many areas. But also, you have to look at it from there, there's two points of view. You have to look at it: one from the engineers and the operators, and one from usually the CMS user or administration team, and that data set set so what i mean by that is is if you number an asset label your stuff effectively when you go to utilize your crs system it can be very easy to find assets to use that system if you don't asset label very well and in a complex way you'll struggle then to utilize your crs system and, yeah. and generally as engineers we want things to be efficient simple. and simple, simple yeah. and easy. You know, I want to be able to go in the in on my CMS system and be like, right, show me all the assets in this area. Yeah. And you want to be able to identify all the assets. And then I suppose as well, because you can identify all the assets or maybe a gearbox type or maybe a motor type, for example, yeah. you can then understand how many spares you need. And it's a lot easier to do that I think after the, you've, you've, you've organised that data. I think the bottom line falls down not to get too deep into RCM and plant registers and stuff like that. The bottom line is, is when you do and look at doing any form of asset management or a condition monitoring programme, the first step is you need to know what you've got out there. Yeah, because you, you need to know what have you actually got out there. Because how many times have we actually found assets that are not even on the register? Well, we find assets. You know, like, what's oh, this fan over here? I didn't even realise that existed. I like, know, and, and that's that's the issue as well in terms of you know understanding that you know you may have some assets on site that have been kind of and, left and out of the equation, but they're still quite critical to processes, which can that's be it. And, another scary thing and that as well. List of assets or just knowing what you have out there doesn't have to be in a CMS system. It could just be in an Excel spreadsheet. As long as you there's some know, record, isn't there? Yeah, there's some idea yeah. of what is out there, 
It doesn't have to be. You don't have to know. All but the you know what? Even there. even right, something as simple as and this is what we've had to do quite a few times, and you know you've you've done this as well for maintain will is that we have to sometimes not create an asset number, but create a condition monitoring number. Just yeah. so purely when we say, look, this, I don't know, CM or, or M05 requires a mower replacement. Yeah. So they know that is exactly what we write on that mower is exactly that mower that does get replaced. So just for identification purposes, sometimes that just to start yeah. off with. And we try to take photos, don't we, as well? We try yeah. to take the photos. Always the photos as well. And I think if you've got a big written number on there and that associates with what you yeah. put in our report that just for us is easy to be able to clarify that it is that asset and that's one benefit of having you know your motors labeled something you know uh, but it does get a lot deeper into that i think as well after that and there's a lot of ways efficiencies can be pushed for you know putting a good robust asset management system in and it is something that we are getting involved with I, I, and i feel like it's Definitely. important for us to get involved with it because i feel like there's a lot of value we can add in terms of creating more efficiency for the customers that are just swimming it's there's a saying in there there's that saying where a lot of people are like literally drowning in knowledge but they're suffocating for wisdom yeah do you know what i mean they're so they're they're so thirsty for that wisdom so i think all that information is kind of like sometimes really overwhelming but how can we sift through that make it efficient and make it usable definitely and like even from when you're looking from a maintenance point of view maybe you're managing a maintenance team or we're looking at it from a condition monitoring point of view and we're looking to try and come and implement condition monitoring the basics fall down to really simply what assets have you got and how critical are they they're, they're two fundamentals well, that will straight away for, for for vibration analysis anyway. Exactly, well, even maintenance though, because well, yeah, well, yeah, that as well. Understanding so. those two will allow you to prioritize tasks more effectively, and we can prioritize and spares as well in terms of understanding what do you actually need spares for, and what you don't need. Well, spares that's for. it. You know, it I mean, a particular customer we're going to be you know helping out soon, unfortunately, has a lot of spares sitting on the shelf. Well, this is it. You and can end up with a lot of money sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, but not, it even depreciates. That, not even that, though. I mean, how many times have we seen, you know, poorly stored things? I know. And they go out back into service and they're, they're not as good as I the know. thing that you've just taken out. And that, that all you know, comes under, doesn't it, this whole umbrella of reliability-centred maintenance and maintenance practices of criticality reviews, asset management and plant registers, um, and looking after your stores spares as well. stock, you know what I mean? understanding what spares are required and how that they're looked after. You know, bearings have a shelf life. A lot of people don't realise that know, after a yeah. certain period, if you haven't used it, it, it should be got. It needs to I be know, I mean, How many times you've gone to a old engineering stores and you've seen bearings out uh, of packages and they're literally just, they've almost got rusty uh, from just uh, sitting Yeah, there. and you look at the date and you're like, oh yeah, 1960. Oh, yeah. yeah, and <laughs> that, it reminds me of like, you know, um, you know them programs where people hoard loads oh, of stuff, yeah. and it's like it all comes back down to that again, isn't it? Like, remember if 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 your if your stores looks like there's got things that are not needed, yeah. Then obviously them critic them them studies in terms of understanding your spares and what you need spares for needs to be done because yeah. if you've got stuff sitting there that's that old, then it's not it's not usable anyway, is it? In no. terms of understanding and what you've got, if if these things can seem like daunting, they can be like, oh god, we've got this to do, got that to do, but they can be broken down simple into simple tasks that can be done very quickly. You know, when we talk about plant register, it doesn't have to be a massively complex system where we understand every single bearing and every single asset where it was manifest. Just a list. 
of your assets. That's number one. Okay, then we look at criticality. Doesn't have to factor in everything. Let's just start off with a simple thing. Yeah, start what small. Takes, I, if that yeah. fails, is it going to take the line out? Yeah, okay, well, it's important. If that fails, is it going to take the line out? No, but I've got, okay, not so much important, right? What spares have we got for these assets? You know, that it doesn't, it can get very complex and it can get very in depth and it can add a lot of value. But if you're not doing any of it, it doesn't have to be that complex just to get you started and see some good return. And I think that's where we come in. Um, you know, because yeah. I think what we're, what, what we're not proposing is a complete revamp within two months because that's not feasible, no. especially some places. But what we do offer is is a quick way to be able to say, right, where, where's the quick wins? How can we organise this so it makes sense? How can we organise this so we can get some, you know, good, reliable sort of information on these assets to understand exactly what you do have, which is I mean, important. We- and how and the next stage for us is then to be able to complement that with our condition monitoring program where we can understand really what is critical and then we can start looking at the RCMs of what we're Well, I we're think we're, well. we're quite fortunate that, you know, I've worked it for some big companies. You've worked for some companies. We've visited so many different companies now as well through Maintain. You get to see so many different approaches, so many different ways of doing oh, things. Gosh, it's yeah, very... Yeah it's easy for us to be like, well, that doesn't work because we've seen that been done before. Whereas this works really well. And this would, this would work really well for you or this company. This, we could implement that there. And again, it all depends on company again, doesn't it? It Size and, and culture as well, because you know, what's the point in implementing something really technical when they're not going to be able to take it on board as well. So you've got to understand, obviously, the makeup of the company. And that's that's what I'm saying. Not not one size fits all again. And this is, this is again, why it's so important to be able to take it by customer-customer case, understand the customer you're dealing with, understand what they have, and then implement what you think will work at that particular customer. Yeah, so, within their boundaries of their budget. Well. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, you get a lot of companies say, well, you know what you need? You need this fully functional CMMS system that you can QR code everything and use your mobile phone. And the guy's like, I don't even know how to turn a mobile phone on, mate. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You know, and there's no disrespect to it's that guy. True. But he's, he's just used to doing things in a PM way, pen and paper, which can work as well. But he's just not used to being taken that far into the future. Whereas another no. company would love the technology they love everything like that. They love all that implemented That's really it. quickly, and it's all dependent on who they are and what they're doing. So, um, guys, if you are you know, anyone out there that is kind of struggling, not struggling, but you know, would like to have more visibility in terms of what assets they do have and how how critical they play in terms of you know their plant and how that plays into them factors, by all means, get in touch. We're more than happy to be able to Definitely. have a chat initially, and you know, we'll see if we can potentially or help you even out. just brainstorm ideas. Like, yeah. come have a look round, come see what you guys are doing. I mean, we went to a couple of biogas sites today. We do two different uh, companies' biogas sites, and we're able to work with them both and be like, well, suggest ideas based on what the similar industries are doing. And I love that as well, because what we can do now is is provide a lot of value in just by changing the goalposts a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that particular model wouldn't work somewhere else, but it does at this particular customer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the beauty of what we do. We, we apply it to where we see it would work, if yeah. you know what I mean. And that's what we want to try to be able to do I for the industry. I think that's what we seem to be doing with all of the things and services we now do, Will, is that it's not just what definitely something I've now seen over the last year is with condition monitoring, wireless systems, asset management there isn't for any of this 
there isn't one size fits all. Everything needs to be tailored. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? There's not there's not one solution for one. Problem. You have to look at what have I got in front of me and what is going to be the best solution for them. Is it going to be this system or is it going to be doing it this way? And what's going to get the most value for that customer for the money that they're spending essentially 100% right and there's just like you say even condition monitoring techniques even even in the subject vibration analysis there's there's you know you may identify that a plant would require vibration and analysis. i suppose this might be a good segue talking about condition monitoring and vibration analysis and how one not one size fits all what we've got coming up soon with mobius is a webinar and will and i will be talking with matthew moore discussing how different condition monitoring is applied to different industries and yeah. how that changes that's going to be a great discussion by the way guys so please tune into that you know um you know when that drops you know there'll be keep an eye on mobius on insta uh, on uh, linkedin and they'll be posting some more information on when that'll be and you'll see will and i and for those that don't know matthew moore uh, a great uh, vibration analyst uh, in the UK. You guys had years of experience, a lot of experience, and this is this is what we, me and Will, love to do as well, just immerse ourselves with people that have almost lived this yeah. um, as well, because we're quite aware that you know we've had a lot of experience, but compared to some people, you know, we're babies, aren't we, mate? We are. You know what I mean? We're babies in this game, so um, you know, the more we can learn from people that have been in the industry, but as well, them discussions as well are, are very valid because, again, not one size fits all, and we, we, we've we've recognised that as a company. And because we, we're now aware of that, we now offer different services to be able to kind of, you know, complement different industries and different types of condition monitoring, vibration analysis, whether that be online, whether that be handheld as we visit, or whether that be, you know, wireless systems. It all yep. depends on terms of what, what there is there and what we're trying to achieve. And that is different. Everyone's got a different goal. At every different company like nothing like very rarely something is exactly the same model do you yeah. know what I mean in terms of what we do definitely so guys it's just a quick one today I thought that was really good man we, we really nailed a lot of different subjects in why asset management is important and you know guys please get in touch if it's something that you uh, are looking to implement and we just have a chat we just have definitely. a chat about it hopefully that give you guys something at least to think about bit of food for thought um, and yeah guys hope you enjoy the weather it's been absolutely gorgeous um, the weather recently um, next week's podcast will be on lubrication fact I know you guys keep asking us guys for this I apologize the article has been written but we just because it's so important to us this this particular yeah. subject in terms of what we've been working on we just want to make sure it's all right so just C- keep messaging us though keep yeah. saying when's it coming when's it coming? we are working on it we are working because on it because it's nice it, to hear that you guys are so interested as well well we know we know it's the thing is when we release it it is going to it is going to be really big. So we just want to make sure that it's already, but it's basically there. It is basically It's just, there. We, I need another week just to polish it all off in terms of the, art, the article. The article will be dropping next week with the podcast and we aim to do that on Wednesday. There may be some changes, all depends on the last minute, but just yep. to give you guys a bit of an update on that, because I know I've had a few messages from a few people on LinkedIn and a few guys that, um, uh, pardon me, sorry, that was that, um, coming back to say hello. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a repeating on me. But yeah, um, I've had a lot of guys that do use Falcons out in the field. And um, they're very interesting. And, and do you know what? You should be because it, it will revolutionise the way Did that you, you collect data and lubricate as well. So we're really excited for that to drop. So guys, hope you have a great week. Thank you very much for tuning in. And yeah, see you later.